the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Folks, welcome to the Eric Metaxas Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Checked your bucket list lately? Are you ready to take care of item number seven? Listening to The Eric Metaxas Show? Well, welcome. Tune in and then move on to item number eight, skydiving with Chuck Schumer and AOC. Here now is Mr. Completed My Bucket List at age 12, Eric Metaxas. Hey there, folks. Welcome to the program. We call this hour one because traditionally it goes before hour two and we couldn't think of anything more clever. This is hour one and we get right now uh, to talk to my friend. It's been a while since he's been on the program. He's a traveling maniac. He was at Davos. Oh my gosh. Uh, I don't know how you do it. Larry Taunton, welcome to the program. Good to see you, Eric. Uh, You astonish me that you go uh, into the belly of the beast. The idea that you would go to Davos, Switzerland uh, that you would hang out with these wicked globalists. Uh, now you're you're in London, which is a, a a little bit better, a little bit closer to home. But my goodness, uh, tell us tell us the story. I mean, I've been you know following you on Twitter, and uh, I'm amazed. Yeah, I think as you know, um, whether we're talking about a concert or you know a sporting event, there's just no replacement for being there. And, um, you know, I've really tried to make it a point in my career, whether it's debating atheists or Muslims, to try to get to know them, to try to get in their heads, to try to figure out what it is they believe, why they believe it, so that I might better um, combat it, test what I believe against them. And the same it is um, with these globalists. I mean, this is a um, a godless worldview. It's just the, it's it's just kind of the the, the policy outcome of the atheism that I've been addressing for the last you know, 15 or 20 years. Okay, h- hang on a second. That is a very important point. That is a very important point. <clears throat> it is a group of people that are atheistic. And w- what we're seeing, and you're saying this now, is that they have, they don't just say, oh, there's no God, but we're going to carry on kind of as though there is. They are doing the thing that, you know, uh, Hitler did with Darwin. You say, okay, there's no God, there's only power. Uh, survival of the fittest. Okay, so I will crush the weak. I won't coexist with the weak. I will crush the weak. There's no reason for me not to. I'm going to follow these ideas to their logical conclusion. That's what we're seeing with the globalist crowd. So let's be clear. They are atheists, and everything they say uh, follows logically from a world without God. So thank you for starting us there, because it's important for us to understand that that's the globalist mindset. All of their policies follow from the idea that there is no God. Uh, That's exactly right. I mean, this is the, as I say, it is the policy outcome of that kind of worldview. So where in past I might have, 
you know, and did debated Daniel Dennett on Al Jazeera and a well-known Muslim on CNN International and Christopher Hitchens and so on. These are people who have moved beyond the question of God's existence and just assume that he doesn't exist. And thus they move um, towards implementing these kinds of policies. So it's really quite fascinating. You know, Eric, I just, uh, you know, as opposed to say somebody like Rebel News, you know, they're, they're there to make their presence felt as strongly as possible. Their harassment of John Kerry, I, I just loved. Uh, I, but my, my approach is exactly the opposite. Uh, I am there as a kind of mole, um, just pretending to be another weffer, uh, just somebody else who's just another globe uh, globalist groupie. And uh, I'm just there to bask in the, you know, in the in the radiance of all these globalists. And when, thus when I get to ask term, them questions. When you use the term WEFR, you mean World Economic Forum person, yes. just to, for, so it, people are tracking. So the World exactly. Economic Forum, which gathers at Davos, you go there and you just kind of infiltrate and you say, okay, let's see what they're saying. And and honestly, Larry, that's a big deal to me that that God made you with the ability to do that. That's not something that I think I could do it would be it would be very painful for me but you are uh you're God's man uh, on the ground and so what did you discover well um the very interesting thing um Eric there's uh there's there's two things on this particular uh, occasion as you know I was there last year um this year I thought it was fascinating that um but first of all when it came to vaccines that, that even in in presentations where where vaccines weren't the topic, vaccines came up, and there was no acknowledgement that there was any kind of debate over vaccines. So right. you know, if you're you know, it, it doesn't matter what your position is. If I had been presenting there, whether I was pro or con vaccine, I would feel like for my presentation to have any credibility, I would have to acknowledge that there's there are other you know opinions on this. This was like Stepford in that it was like everyone was smiling and acknowledging the same ethos, and there was no question about the vaccines, none at all. There was no acknowledgement of that. The second thing that fascinated me is even though he was not there, Donald Trump was a massive presence there. He was constantly being mentioned. And I would say to you that with all the farmer uprisings and so forth, I don't think they're terribly worried about that. But there is a there is a mortal terror of Donald Trump being reelected as president of the United States. And why would that be? <laughs> to uh, because as Alex Soros said, you know, George Soros's son and heir, uh, that one man could undo all of the globalist advances, you know, that they have made. And of course, it's our hope that that's exactly, you know, what would happen, whether it's Donald Trump or somebody else. Um, but, um, you know, they're, they're very fearful. The other thing that comes up quite a lot is, uh, is Putin and Ukraine. I'm, I'm not pro-Putin, you're not pro-Putin, but I will tell you this, the reason, the reason they're fighting a proxy war, the Biden administration a proxy war through Ukraine, the reason they're willing to fight Russia to the last Ukrainian is because they <laughs> they aren't concerned that Putin is a tyrant or that he rigs elections. I mean, they do all that stuff. What bothers them is that he is not on board with the globalist agenda. And so his presence could be felt very strongly there, too. 
It's extraordinary to me how the hatred of Trump is so visceral. It is so irrational. It's extraordinary because these people know, and it's why he's being attacked with the lawfare and the lawsuits. They know that he is really, he exists uh, to counter their ideas. Even, even if Trump doesn't do so consciously, just by being uh, a man of common sense, just by being a man who thinks America is a good thing, uh, he is at war with everything that they represent. It's extraordinary. Yeah, that's uh, that's exactly the case. And while Putin and Trump have nothing in common, save one thing, it's the reason why they hate them both. And it's because they are anti-globalists. And um, and and so Ukraine comes up a lot. And it's, it's very funny. I, I don't know if you saw this, you know, on my Twitter or, you know, X feed. I'll never get used to X. But um, I... <laughs> I was able to move among them, you know, quite easily and um, and crashed a presentation by former UK Prime Minister Theresa May uh, on human trafficking. And here she was, you know, talking about Ukraine and such. And of course, as you well know, I'm quite familiar with Ukraine. I've been there many times and I adopted a daughter from Ukraine and bribed numerous government officials in Ukraine. So here she is talking about ending ending human trafficking. Um, of Ukrainian refugees fleeing their own country and they're being trafficked, she says, in Poland. And um, so here I am chatting with Theresa May after a presentation, and I'm pressing her on Ukraine, and I'm asking her— Wait a minute, wait a minute. You you weren't <laughs> just in the room. You actually chatted with former UK Prime Minister <laughs> Theresa May. Congratulations. Very yes. good. It's very funny, and if you look at the photos of this— she greets me with great enthusiasm, but that enthusiasm begins to diminish as I'm asking my question. <laughs> and so where is she coming out and where are you coming out? Because I'm not clear. Well, because, again, all the Weffers, they're, they're very much on board with Ukraine. Uh, you see people wearing, you know, these, you know, it, it, to, to wear a, a Ukrainian flag lapel pin is... You know, it was almost a must at the at the WEF, and they don't see the WEF; they say the WEF, the WEF. That's kind of their their insider, you know, terminology. And I'm saying, are you aware that Ukrainians don't have to leave their own country to be trafficked? I mean, they're being trafficked within their country with the full knowledge of a corrupt and complicit Ukrainian government. That We're going to go to a break, uh, folks. We'll be right back. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful at lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question just the other night. I was asked that question. Well, the owners of Relief Factor tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and I agree with them. And the doctors who formulated Relief Factor for them selected the four best ingredients, yes, 100% drug-free ingredients, and each one of them helps your body deal with inflammation. Each of the four ingredients deals with inflammation from a different metabolic pathway. That's the point. So approaching from four different angles may be why so many people find such wonderful relief. If you've got back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or just getting older, you should order the three-week quick start discounted to only $19.95 to see if it'll work for you. It has worked for about 70% of the half a million people who've tried it and have ordered more. I'm one of them. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800 for relief to find out about this offer. Feel the difference. Legacy Precious Metals has a revolutionary new online platform that allows you to invest in real gold and silver online. 
In a few easy steps, you can open an account online, select your metals of choice, and choose to have them stored in a vault or shipped to your door. You have access to a dashboard where you can track your portfolio growth in real time anytime. You'll see transparent pricing on each coin and bar. This puts you in complete control of your money. The platform is free to sign up for. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com and open your account and see this new investing platform for yourself. Gold hedges against inflation and against a volatile stock market. A true diversified portfolio isn't just more stocks and bonds, but different asset classes. This new platform allows you to make investments in gold and silver, no matter how small or large, with a few clicks. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com to get started. You're going to love this free new tool they've added, Legacy pminvestments.com legacypminvestments.com check it out hi everyone if you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault listen up We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. We're talking to Larry Taunton, uh who is, I was going to say, fresh from Davos, Switzerland, but I don't think you, you, you're going to be very fresh if you've gone to Davos. It's just, you need a shower. You need a shower before you can get fresh from Davos, Switzerland. But you've been hanging out with the World Economic Forum people. Uh, you were in the room with Theresa May, former UK prime minister, and you were telling her about the corruption in Ukraine. So it's interesting to me, Theresa May... Uh, like Joe Biden, I guess, is they are basically globalists. They're basically, this is the prime minister of the United Kingdom who is, let's say she's no Churchill. She's no Brexiteer. Yeah, well, not at all. And um, and as I was, I was pointing this out to her, what I thought was interesting uh, was her response, which was to acknowledge, you know, she said something to the effect, I don't remember exact words, but like when I said that Ukraine is very corrupt, like Russia, she said, yeah, well, I mean, that's Ukraine. <laughs> but I, but then I said, boys will be boys. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, but but we're giving them billions of dollars. And she kind of raised her eyebrows and then, you know, sort of moved off. But but the point being is that they don't even believe this was sort of a cynical uh, proof. They don't even believe their own messaging about Ukraine, you know, that that on the one hand, publicly, it's, you know, Ukraine is the beacon of of all things democratic, of all things free, of all things good and wonderful. But behind the scenes, here I am having this, you know, semi-private conversation with her and um, and she's acknowledging yeah, it's 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 corrupt. Now, I acknowledge I acknowledge the fact she's not prime minister of the UK now, and she doesn't formulate um, that policy. But still, um, 
you know, this is who these people are. They they know that Ukraine is corrupt and they don't care that it's corrupt. They they care no more about Putin's corruption than they do about Zelensky's or even their own corruption. The fact is, this is a globalist agenda and Ukraine is their great laundromat. And 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 break it down for us. How does Ukraine and supporting Ukraine uh, in this way fit into the globalist agenda? Well, I think they feel they have to um, destabilize. They have to overthrow Putin. I think that's what this is all about because he is uh, he stands in their path. And, um, and now I, I want to be clear. I get I get I get mixed messages because Putin, uh, you know, has worked against the U.S. Um, so I, I'm never really clear on on where he stands on some stuff. I mean, we know he's not exactly our friend, but uh, it, it's just not clear to me. Really, what what is what is he trying to do? Do you suppose Putin? Well, um, let let me be very clear on this point. He's not our friend. I mean, Putin is uh, is corrupt. He's a tyrant. He's murdered um, journalists within his own country. Um, but we provoked this war, and that's because uh, you know Putin had made very clear, um, as every Russian head of state has for centuries that Ukraine, they deem to be vital to their own security, to their own survival. I mean, this this goes back, this goes back centuries. You know, this goes, Catherine the Great, Peter the Great, these are all, they all viewed U- uh, Ukraine as absolutely vital to their security strategically. Um, it's been its breadbasket, their, their access uh, to a warm water port, absolutely vital. And Putin had made it very clear, um, don't invite don't invite Ukraine into the EU, into NATO. Don't do that. Don't 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 try to uh, um, don't try to uh, absorb buffer states. Look, we've the- we've talked about this on the program before, and I just want to ask you. Um, I don't even understand why NATO exists. In other words, when we had the Soviet Union, a superpower no with 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 missiles aimed at our cities. I understand the idea of the West, the West versus the Soviet Union, a communist uh, monstrosity, an empire, an evil empire. I get that. When the Soviet Union goes away, and we've talked about this on this program with others, I don't understand why are these people propping up this idea of NATO and propping up this idea of now Putin is the, the, the enemy. You know, we're not dealing with the Soviet Union. We're dealing with Russia. So there are some similarities, but it's simply not the same. And it's not it's not a communist empire. Yeah, no, listen, I think you're absolutely correct. And I think Putin is asking that question. Why does NATO still exist? Um, we've taken a very aggressive uh, position towards Russia. I mean, yeah, you have Lindsey Graham calling for Putin's assassination, you know, a couple of years ago. I mean, this is uh, this is insanity. And um, so we decided to poke the Russian bear. The point isn't that Putin isn't our friend. The point is, why would we seek um, uh, to go to war with Russia when there was nothing, uh, no signal from Russia that they were seeking war with us? Interestingly, about an hour ago, um, Eric, I was at the tomb. You know, here in here in London, I went to uh, to the tomb of um, Karl Marx. I I needed to relieve myself, and that seemed as good a place as as any. But interestingly, there was a Dutch guy there, and I asked him, you know, are you um, 
you know, are you here to pay respects or, you know, what, what brings you to the, to the tomb of um, Karl Marx? And so he started talking about communism and negatively, fortunately, and, and that led him to mention, you know, Putin. And he said, you know, I don't understand this war that we're involved in. Putin has no desire, you know, to march into my country, he has no desire to march into Paris. He has, he has no desire uh, to march down the streets of London. So why are we there? And I thought, you know, these are good questions that nobody is asking, but the globalists are all on board um, with this war. And you're not allowed, if you're going to be a weffer, you're not allowed to be asking questions about the war in Ukraine as, you know, my interaction with Theresa May uh, indicated. It's it's just fascinating uh, to to try to educate ourselves uh, in the midst of this madness. We are in a war with uh, globalist atheists. I, I want to be very clear, and I want to say also that uh, many in the American evangelical church have uh, been drawn by the siren song of uh, some globalist utopia. They've been drawn uh, away from the idea that America is is a great country. Uh, that America, to many, uh, to, to to some extent, has been a, a Christian country, even though we're not so officially. But they were, were yeah, able yeah. to promote a Christian views uh, and freedom, and so on and so forth. And so now, anyone who is not on board with this globalist agenda, effectively, or with this leftist agenda, is labeled a Christian nationalist. So George Washington would have been a Christian nationalist. Abraham Lincoln would have been a Christian nationalist. We're, we're seeing these. These forces, uh, which are effectively, they're culturally Marxist, they are globalist, they have infiltrated the American evangelical church. And as you know, uh, I wrote a book, Letter to the American Church. It's just come out as a documentary film, or it's coming out very soon as a documentary film. Congratulations. Because it is vital that we we speak the truth. What is a biblical view of, um, you know— of of what the church's role is in a culture, uh, in a nation. Uh, And it's all mixed into what we're talking about. It's just fascinating to me to think of it. Yeah, well, I'm in uh, I'm in complete agreement um, with you on that. Listen, going to the World Economic Forum to get get to get back to that. um, It is it is what I call the Oscars for globalists. Um, you know, almost with the red carpets, you know, and standing with with the background to, you know, to get your 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 photo taken. This is their opportunity um, to shine and to have all their groupies, you know, present. And um, so to crash to crash that meeting, um, it's it feels very godless. Um, it's you know, it's, it's fascinating when you when you think about it like this. Um, you know, it's it's a very you know Davos is beautiful. It's a it's a typical uh, alpine ski town. It's not very big. It's uh, the the sort of town you find all over the Alps and the uh, the Pyrenees, um, for that matter. Except in this case, the beauty, at least in my mind, is overshadowed by the nature of the meeting, which to me feels like what I imagine the Nuremberg rallies must have felt like in the 1930s. That is to say that same kind of godless shared ethos of a mission, um, of a desire to kind of bring about a kind of conquest and new world. And there you are kind of in their midst as they're, you know, so to speak, Sieg Heiling. And um, 
I think we need to wake up to who these people are and what they're about. And, um, you know, I call them the HOA from hell, except they have a, they have a, 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 a global ambition. Uh, the HOA, what's HOA? Um, Homeowners Association. Oh, from hell. We're going we're gonna to go to a break. Lots more talking to Larry Taunton. Don't go away. I'm convinced that the American church has arrived at a significant moment of truth. The parallels with where the American church is now to where the German church stood in the early 1930s are unavoidable and grim. Churches need to understand really what Marxism is, which is to destroy the church, to destroy the word of God. So if you capture the seminaries, you capture the pastors, you capture the laity, you capture the soul of the world. This is the hour of the American church. Hey, this is Eric Metaxas. For years, I've told you about Nutramedics, a professional supplement brand trusted by doctors since 1993. Nutramedics offers a variety of health bundles. Whether you want to support your immune system, improve your sleep, promote joint comfort or detoxification support, Nutramedics has a health bundle right for you. The best part about Nutramedics, every year they donate a minimum of 50% of their profits to Christian charities and missions. That's right, 50% of their profits. Nutramedics has a goal of surpassing 100 million in giving by 2030. Many of you take supplements already. Switch to Nutramedics. It's the highest quality and they donate 50% of their profits. Get 15% off by using the code ERIC. During checkout, go to Nutramedics.com and search health bundles. Support your health while helping others in need. Go to Nutramedics. That's N-U-T-R-A-M-E-D-I-X.com. Nutramedics.com. Use the code ERIC for 15% off. Again, Nutramedics, N-U-T-R-A-M-E-D-I-X.com. Nutramedics.com. Use the code ERIC for 15% off. Mike Lindell and my pillow employees want to thank my listeners for all your continued support to thank you. They're having an overstock clearance sale right now for the best prices ever. When you use promo code ERIC and you get free shipping for the entire order, get 50% off the MyPillow 2.0 and the brand new flannel sheets that just arrived and won't last long. Get six pack towel sets for only $29.98 and take advantage of the free shipping on larger items like mattresses and mattress toppers. 100% made in the USA on sale for as low as $99.99. Everything is on sale from the brand new kitchen towels that have the same technology as the bath towels that actually absorb dog beds, blankets, couch pillows, and so much more to get the best specials ever. Go to MyPillow.com. Use promo code ERIC. Again, MyPillow.com. Use promo code ERIC. Remember, you get free shipping on your entire order. You can call 800-978-3057. 800-978-3057. Use promo code ERIC. Talking to Larry Taunton. Uh, Larry, uh, you just uh, were talking about the ethos uh, at the World Economic Forum at Davos. These are globalists. And again, I want to spell this out for people. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, these globalists do not share the values of people who love America. Let's, Let's be clear, right? Their values are godless values. America was founded on godly ideas. America was not perfect. America is not perfect, but it's founded in ideas that come out of the Bible, ideas about the human person, uh, about uh, the sanctity of the individual. 
a lot of beautiful ideas that have worked their way through and have given us America. And in the last 50 or so years, we've forgotten about these ideas and we've created this kind of vacuum. And into the vacuum comes the siren song of the globalists that say, you know what? Borders are racist. You don't need to have borders. Uh, you don't need to have national sovereignty. We elitists at the World Health Organization and the CCCP, we're going we're gonna to form the policies and you just go along with it. It is very, very scary. Uh, but, I, you know, Larry, because of the overreach, uh, because of the COVID overreach, the authoritarianism we saw, mayors, governors, uh, the Biden administration, because of all this, a lot of people are waking up and saying, wait a minute, wait a minute, what is happening here? And so it is my hope that people are waking up, particularly Christian people, and they're saying that these ideas are not biblical. These ideas are antithetical uh, to what the Bible says, and I, I need to you know, get involved, basically. Yeah, there needs to be, um, there needs to be some action very quickly. Um, Ursula von der Leyen, who is the president of the European Commission, she is an unelected um, you know, czar of sorts in the EU. She's a big time weffer. And she began um, her presentation by saying that the, the World Economic Forum's mission for the next two years is to, and I quote, uh, address disinformation and misinformation. And then she went on to say that this is more important. This is more important than world hunger, than, you know, agriculture, than immigration, than disease. It's our focus. And what they mean by that is shutting down free speech. Okay, and that, this is huge. Shutting down free speech. Again, yes. we've never had serious threats to free speech in America. We just took it as a baseline. We all yeah. believe in free speech. You know, that I may disagree with you, but the right I'll, center. I'll, I will, I will, uh, you know, fight to the death to, for your right to say what you say. We lived in that world that has gone away, and we now have people at war with free speech. But they give it these names like we're against disinformation, we're against misinformation. I think uh, I don't know if I told you, but three years ago, um, I posted very, very tepid tweets about maybe the vaccine is not a great idea. You know, like I was starting to see some of this information, and I was attacked publicly by my friend, Phil Vischer, founder of VeggieTales, he attacked me publicly well, I mean, Phil, for spreading I mean. disinformation. Why, stop lying, Eric. And I thought to myself, wait, wait a second, you're accusing me publicly of lying and spreading disinformation. I am trying to spread truth. I'm trying to share. But as soon as you spread the kind of truth that goes against the narrative they're selling, they label it disinformation. They label it misinformation. And it's a chilling thing, Larry, because they give names to these things, right? It's kind of like if I say, I think America is a, is a great country. People want to come to America, and let's have a strong America. They say, oh, you're a Christian nationalist. They keep using these terms uh, simply because they, they can't use logic. So when you talk about uh, this woman saying that disinformation and misinformation is this is the issue, it's like – Joseph Goebbels getting up and say, we need to control the information. Yeah. We will shut you down if you say anything that goes against what we are putting out there. It is really frightening. I just want to be clear, folks. We, you need to be at war with this. You need to understand what you're dealing with. Yeah, I'm in complete agreement um, with that, uh, Eric. And uh, interestingly, they all use the same vocabulary. It's almost like they have meetings and get memos and are 
told what they're supposed to say. But see, that's part of the scary thing that I'm talking about being at the World Economic Forum. I mean, in a sense, it's a convention like any convention that you've ever been to, um, where um, some of the really interesting things aren't necessarily happening on stage. They might be happening at coffee shops or restaurants or you know, um, in the hotel lobbies. And in that sense, it's typical. But the part that's creepy about the World Economic Forum is you kind of get this feel they are all taking Soma. You know, the <laughs> brave new world, um, you know, drug that makes everybody happy because, and it's why I say it's like Stepford, um, because you don't feel like anybody breaks ranks and is questioning anything. Whereas, if we were to go to an apologetics, you know, uh, uh, conference that the two of us have and, you know, sat over at Waffle House, you know, <laughs> eating things, um, there would be all kinds of views that are being expressed there. There'd be disagreements that are being expressed there. Not at the WEF. Doesn't happen that way. And that, to me, is really creepy. So the feeling is that these people have been asked to adopt some of the most extreme positions particularly when it comes to sex. So things like, you know, transgenderism. And having swallowed that pill, there is now nothing else that they will question. They will accept anything. They will go along with anything. It doesn't matter if it's lockdowns. It doesn't matter if it's the end of free speech. It doesn't matter if it's the, the end of industrial farming, which, by the way, gets them very excited. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's digital IDs. It doesn't matter if it's brain chips. They're on board with all this nonsense. And, you know, being there, it's, it's creepy. So I, you know, you're talking about having to take a bath. I couldn't I, wait to get out of there. I want to uh, – we've got a, a, one more segment coming up. We're going to continue the conversation. We're talking to Larry Taunton. Don't go away. Welcome back. Talking to Larry Taunton, uh, who has just escaped Davos, Switzerland, and the uh, World Economic Forum gathering there, as you called it, the Oscars for globalists. Larry, I want to say what we're talking about, this globalist agenda, is right out of C.S. Lewis's dystopian nightmare uh, in in the third of his uh, space, so-called space trilogy. Uh, it is very scary. Uh, these are people who are at war with God. They are at war with God's ideas. And it, it's a utopianist instinct, in a sense, uh, to build the Tower of Babel, to break into the heavens and murder God, to usurp God, to be as gods ourselves. It's the lie in Eden told by the serpent to Eve. Uh, and that ultimately, spiritually, is what is at the heart of these globalists, it seems very clear that we're seeing this, and we've never seen this before. We've never been at a place in history where you could see it this clearly. Yes, I'm in complete agreement with you, Eric. You know, I'm reminded of a line from Dostoevsky's The Brothers Karamazov, where he says that the question of socialism is, first of all, the question of atheism. It's about the building of the Tower of Babel, not to mount heaven from earth, but to bring heaven down to earth. And, uh, and utopian schemes have um, 
left a, a long trail of, um, of body bags. Indeed, I would say that the path to utopia always seems to go through a, a mass grave. It's fascinating because I, I, I think I said it in the internet cutout, but I was saying we've never seen this before. Even though we've seen versions of this, we've never seen this on a global scale before. You see it in the French Revolution. You know, you see it in the Bolshevik Revolution. You see, you, you, you see these instincts. You see these very, very dark, demonic, spiritual, anti-God forces. But yeah. to see it happening on a global scale, to hear the siren song being broadcast for the first time, we have the technology to be united globally. You have people calling for, uh, you know, not just one world government, but for one, uh, for for one currency, so that everyone in the world can be controlled. If you step out of line, they'll shut your money down. We have the ability technologically to do this, and I actually I write about it in my the book that's coming out in April. The sequel letter to the American Church is called "Religionless Christianity: God's Answer to Evil," which is coming out in April, but. When you think about it, it is chilling stuff. And this is why those of us who love God, who love the Bible, who love America, we need to understand what is happening. We need to understand what it is that we're going to war against. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, another way of putting it, Eric, even a simpler way of putting it is that we believe as Christians that we're teleological beings. We've been created with purpose. And... Um, when you don't find the purpose that God has uh, has created you for, that are to are uh, we're to have relationship first and foremost with Him, and then uh, in a right way with uh, with our our fellow man, uh, you end up finding wicked purpose. And again, as teleological beings, there th- these these are godless individuals who, nonetheless, you know, I, I joked with Richard Dawkins you know, who would say that human beings have no purpose and so forth. And I say, so you found your purpose in going around and telling other people they have no purpose. I mean, I mean, really, when it gets right down to it, that's what's happening with with the globalists. They they love, as all revolutionaries do, they have found their purpose in utopianism and in these these grand schemes, because they have no regard, you know, at the end of the day, the globalists, they're technocrats, they're engineers, they're scientists, um, they're people, you know, from, from, from that part of the academy, and they don't seem to have the wisdom and restraint that can only come from the other part of the academy, which is to say, um, you know, literature, uh, which is to say philosophy, which is to say the Christian faith. But even even if you're not a Christian, if you if you have a strong basis in the Western literary canon and and in the Judeo Christian worldview, there would be something in your head that would say, you know, maybe reducing the global population by seven billion people, which they talk about, um, maybe that's not a good idea. But you see, from their point of view, anything that can be done technologically, maybe it should be done. That's well, nuts. Again, That's I want to I want to say that because they, they want to throw off, you know, the shackles that they believe God's laws put on them. So they're not against murder. They don't believe in good or evil. They believe in doing whatever they can do uh, to win. 
uh, to gain power. And so if you oppose them in any way, they will simply demonize you. If they can crush you, they will crush you. Uh, if they can kill you, they can kill you. They, they don't have any constraints, any moral constraints. They don't believe in the God of moral constraints. It, it was it Yuval Levin, whoever it was talking about human rights or a fiction. Uh, if you don't believe in God, that follows logically. Human 100%. rights. What are human rights? Nobody has rights. I have more power than you. You do what I say. That is reality when you take God out of the picture. Well, and that's listen, exactly what I, they've done. I would encourage you, Eric, you may not be aware of it yet. Um, and I certainly would encourage your audience. Uh, we have posted on my YouTube page, um, the Ideas Have Consequences um, podcast, but also on my Twitter page is pinned as my profile. Our team, which is awesome, just turned out a documentary on my time at the WEF. I mean, it's incredible. And um, you'll enjoy it because it's, it's, you know, it's the, the clandestine meetings and so forth. It's riding in the car. It's the pictures of Davos. It's, it's all of that. And I can't believe you're just, out. you're just bringing this up now with a minute left. Uh, I apologize for not knowing that out of the gate. I've been a little distracted, but honestly, Larry, how can we find that? That sounds extraordinary. It's on YouTube. Ideas have consequences. Uh, it's our latest one that's up, and it is on. It is pinned to my profile. I will send it to you. You will love it. Um, I got to really credit our team who churned this thing out in about forty-eight hours. I mean that that is amazing because I did want to get a little bit behind the scenes of you there, and you know, and and you've told us a little bit, but seeing it, um, so it is ideas have consequences, which is people can look you up. LarryAlexTaunton.com, LarryAlexTaunton.com. It's just exciting that you've done this, exciting that you had a team recording you doing it. And so I do hope that my audience will will check it out. Ideas have consequences uh, at YouTube, LarryAlexTaunton.com. Larry, thank you so much. Hey, it's great to be with you. And I'll email it to you as soon as we get off the phone here, the Zoom call. Take care, brother. Thank you. Welcome back. Uh, I want to mention Socrates Plus. Now, I think I said this yesterday, but this is it's a new digital streaming platform that we have launched. Socrates in the city plus dot com. Socrates in the city plus dot com. If you want to see anything in the future of Socrates in the city, you have to be a member of Socrates Plus. So it's like five dollars a month. If you do it for the year, you get two months free. Um, but we've got a lot of upcoming events and all the live streams will be unavailable unless you're a member of Socrates Plus. If you're a member of Socrates Plus, it's free. So, so the live stream that, you know, that was set up in the last year or so, which yeah. was a new feature. Yeah. Uh, that cost was what, 10 bucks, something like that? Well, yeah, we, we were charged $10. And by the way, that was, that was a, insanely a cheap. Right. So, but but that's no longer available unless you, you now have to be a member of Socrates Plus to watch the Socrates events. And we got a lot of Socrates events coming up. And I want to mention uh, February 8th yeah. in Seattle, 
we have a Socrates event. I can't believe it's coming up so quick. February 8th in Seattle, Socrates in the City event with John West. We're talking C.S. Lewis, scientism. Very, very excited to have John West. He's the, the head of the Discovery Institute. And um, the Discovery Institute, they're, they're the greatest. Yeah, like half yeah. of my Socrates guests come from the Discovery yeah. Institute. They've been on this program. But that event is happening in Seattle. Now, by the way, if you're in the Seattle area or can get there, you want to be there in person. It's, it's, a, it's, it's very, very um, special to be there in person. But most people can't get there. And if you want to watch it live, you have to go to SocratesInCityPlus.com and sign up. So I want to be very clear that we're shifting things now. Yeah, so that we're getting with the times. To act right to access most of the content, and we have filmed an entire season already of Socrates in the studio. Yeah, and which those is great. are basically Socrates in the city conversations without the audience of 250 people. Um, we just aired. Well, we put them all out, but um, some of you know uh, the guests that that we have in this first season. We have Andrew Claven. Uh, we have Margarita Mooney talking about beauty. Wonderful. Wonderful conversation. Hadley Arcus. Hadley Arcus, again, one of the greatest legal minds ever. I mean, he's, he's a genius. Uh, he taught at Amherst for 50 years, but also very delightful to, and fun to talk to. Yeah. So we had a conversation about natural law. You, you get a real education, frankly. Socrates and City is about the life of the mind. So I guess I say this to people, and I might as well say it here, when people ask me, well, what's, what's Socrates in the City? What is this stuff? A big part of it is the life of the mind, that you, know, you graduate college and you want to continue to be living in the world of ideas and, and you know, thinking and exploring truth. Uh, and, and that's what Socrates uh, Plus will enable you to do because we're going to have way more. We used to just you know, do an event now and again, but we've now filmed an entire season of Socrates in the studio. So you got Socrates in the city events, you got Socrates in the studio events, and then we have a number of other programs. When you go to Socrates Plus, you'll see the other programs. The one that I'm most excited about is a gentleman's guide. Yeah. It's going to freak you out, yeah, people. It's, it's sort of like a, you know the old Anthony Bourdain show, but it's you. It's way better than and, Anthony Bourdain. Uh, it's, it's more, the, the subject matter is about you know, being a gentleman and how to do that. Something like that. Yeah. I don't know if I'm buying that. Well, you know. Something like that. Well, it's 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 terrific. All right, so SocratesInCityPlus.com, uh, check it out. Uh, sign up, sign your kids up. Um, LetterToTheAmericanChurch.com, LetterToTheAmericanChurch.com. We need your help uh, in getting the word out. It is exciting. Free screenings available for churches only. It's, it's terrific. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.